Hey, everybody, and welcome to the third podcast of Self-Evident Ministry. This is Massey and Mike. Mike, how, you how doing, are guys? you? And uh, we're coming back, man. We're live. I've always wanted to say we're coming to you live, but uh, someday we'll get there. Someday uh, we'll have a silver microphone and totally live from Florida. And we'll have the cool logos in the background and all that stuff. It's got to be a neon sign. Yeah. And so, hey, let's t- to start us off, we'll just go all through the through the random stuff. If you guys want to get in touch with us, uh, you can go to theselfevidenttruth.com, theselfevidenttruth.com. You can find out tons of information about us. Um, <clears throat> this week here tonight or tomorrow, we should have the sliders up for the, for the podcast and uh, what you can do to help be involved in that. Um, we also have a Patreon page. You want to just give us a little bit quick on the yeah. Patreon and where they can find the rest of it? So we've got the Patreon. It's www.patreon.com slash self-evident ministries. So what Patreon is, is it's a platform yep. where you can go and donate. It's really an easy way for you to donate, but the thing is you get extra material that hey. nobody else gets. And then so nice? if you want to provide some money, help this continue to launch, help us continue to go further with it. Yep. Um, that's the way to get the full videos because we're just posting the partials on YouTube. Um, so now's your chance, guys. Yep. Now's your chance to get in on that. <clears throat> also, we'll have things available on iTunes and all that other stuff. You can find out more about that on the website. So um, last week we talked about the Colin Kaepernick thing, which is not where we wanted to go, but it ended up going there, and it ended up being like 45 minutes of our yeah. time, which was good because And the, the, the normal response we got was, hey, <clears throat> I need to think twice about how I handle situations. Yeah. And uh, we all do. I mean, look, we're not, we're not on here on this show trying to be on like a high horse and tell – you know, America, you need to get it right. No, I mean, we all got to get it right, but we can do it together, right? If we could all be of the same love, the same mind, the same judgment, I mean, I think we can really do this. And uh, I want to encourage everybody on something real quick, and I want you to add to this. I've never seen in the Word of God, and I heard this from a a preacher way back when, I've never seen God use a majority to win the battles in the Bible. Never. He always used a minority. He always used a small number because God would get the glory. So no matter how many people we got fighting this battle of restoring the republic, restoring the church back to its proper place, all these things, let God do it, but be yeah. faithful to let him use you to do it. You know, yeah. so take up your calling, take up your mantle, be encouraged, be encouraged, because guess what? The problems are only temporary. We are created as eternal beings. We are created uh, a temporary life, but eternal life, right? That's what we're saved to do. And if we'd realize our problems are temporal, these issues are temporal, they come and go. Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun, right? There's nothing new that happens that hasn't happened before. And if we've overcome it, then we can overcome it now. So one of the things I was thinking about it is if you listen to our podcast, a lot of times you'll hear it and you're like, oh, these guys think they know everything, which the I could see. I could see that. Right. But the thing is, we're we're putting forth what we think is the biblical answer to stuff right. and and the highest possible response that you can have. Exactly. So a lot of times we fall short, and, yep. and a lot of times we fall of our own standards, which right. that's the sinful position of right. man. So, you know, I, I want to throw that out there because I think that's something that needs to be understood is, look, we're, we're putting forth what we think is the best option mm-hmm. and where we think we can improve, other people can improve, you know, because a lot of the times when we're talking, we're talking to ourselves. We're, yep. we're, we're telling ourselves what we need to hear in order to continue to keep ourselves at a high standard. Exactly. And I, I think that gets forgotten or yep. lost in translation. I think, too, I want people to know that we, 
<clears throat> do our best to follow Scripture. If yeah. it contradicts Scripture, we're not doing it right. If it contradicts the Constitution and common law and moral law, the way that our founders established it, we're doing it all wrong. I mean, have we strayed far from it? Yes. Um, do I call those laws? I don't know. Marbury versus Madison, right? You know, all these things when it's like, uh, when, when, I, when I look at court cases, you know, anything against the Constitution is null and void, you know, those kind of things. Is it law? You know, like William Blackstone said, anything contrary to God's moral law isn't law. So is it law technically when like a Frederick Bastia, I'm going to start the quote. I'm going to start with this quote here. He said he wrote this book called The Law. And, 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 and I want everybody to check him out. Frederick Bastiat. And uh, he said, if the natural tendencies of mankind are so bad that it is not safe to permit people to be free, how is it that the tendencies of these organizers are always good? So in other words, everybody's. The government tells you there's bad people, there's bad people, there's bad people. We can't trust anybody, but trust us, right? That's how the government always works, right? They work great through chaos, you know, when there's yeah. a chaos, but we have the answer, you know? Isn't that amazing? Like, but the church should be the one saying, hey, man, we have the answer. And that's what I'm crying, uh, that's what I'm praying for, like, that we would be the answer, you know, because we can be t- together, mobilized. Like, what's that saying? To one person, you might be the whole world, but, you know, you, uh, what is it? You, to the whole world, you might be one That's person, it. but to one person, you might be the yeah, whole world. Yeah, dude. Like, imagine yeah. if we all got together and said, hey, we're the answer to this problem, you know? Like, and it, oh, so let me finish the quote. He said, if the natural tendencies of mankind are so bad that it is not safe for, uh, if the natural tendencies of mankind are so bad that it is not safe to permit people to be free, how is it that the tendencies of these organizers are always good? Do not the legislators and their appointed agents also belong to the human race? Or do, they, or do they believe that they themselves are made of a finer clay than the rest of mankind? I mean, think about it, right? Like, they're people too. They don't have the answers. And people think, well, they got the money. It's your money. <laughs> no. It's your tax money. They don't have anything outside of what you have, right? It's just that why are we giving them authority that they don't need? That's, that's my question, right? I'm not, now, look, I'm not slamming government. Governments are instituted among men. That's what, you know, the Declaration says. Romans 13 talks about godly authority and why governments are important and submit to godly authority, submit to the governing authorities and render to, you know, the taxes to whom taxes, if that's what's in the laws, that's what you do, right? All those things. I'm not slamming government. I'm slamming the fact that they're doing things that me as a citizen couldn't do. Yeah. Like if I was wiretapping someone else, that would be illegal for me to do, just me personally, right? If, if I force people at gunpoint to give me money, that is illegal, that's called thievery, right? What I'm not a fan of is what Thomas Jefferson said. It's, it's tyranny when your government can get away with what you can't. That's tyranny. That's what I speak against, right? I'm not better than them. I'm not, I, I hope that's not coming across. I just want people to be free, whether you agree with me or not, whether you take anything I say, you know, whatever, or not. Be free. Be free to believe that because I hope. You said this last week that why can't I just use reason, scripture, knowledge, to persuade them, to convince them to come to the gospel, yeah. right? Why is it that we're always after force? Even the liberals do it now. I want to be free, but you want to force me to. You want to force me to accept who you are through a government. The right wants it too. Yeah. They want force to bring morality into this place. You can't do that. Yeah, and it was. It, you think about back in the '60s and the '70s. It was li- really the liberal side that was fighting for freedom, fighting for free speech. You know, it, it was more of the conservative side yeah. that was that was looking to suppress, and now it's it completely flipped around. And it, you know, just pointing that out that both sides can become authoritarian. Yeah, let's Bo- talk. You know. Let's talk free speech. Yeah, 
Why don't we talk about this for a minute, you know? Yeah, sure. Why, why, why don't we... Why don't we talk about that? Because, I mean, we had kind of an agenda, and I kind of like when we don't have an agenda, but I, I, I like agendas for the sake of at least I gather my thoughts. But free speech, there's a big hubbub about what is free speech, you know? <clears throat> is it, you know, how far is speech before it starts to create violence and all these other things, yeah. right? Like, what, at what point is free speech too much? And then, you know, now we have this thing called, well, it's just a term. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's in practice at all, but hate crimes... You know, people are calling things hate crimes, dude. Like, <laughs> that's so. Isn't a crime a crime? Yeah, that's, isn't it? yeah, that's yeah. the hard part. You yeah, know? yeah. When? Why are we? My question would be: Why are we deciding that there's special significance to one crime over another? That's right. Yeah. So, hate crime as in a racial crime. You know, black against white or white against black. Um, why? Why do we decide that this needs to be a special event? that is punished more severely. Yeah. Why given more attention? Yeah. And if we were upholding justice, it would get punished and punished severely just for that crime committing, not whether or not it was because all crime or or all assaults could be considered a hate crime. That's right. Well, there's anger involved. There's wrath. There's, there's dislike towards somebody. Crime is hate, yeah. right? Like, you hate the law. That's why you break it. You know what I mean? Let's oh, be yeah. honest here. Nobody really likes speed limits. That's why they break it. You know what I mean? It's not, and people are like, oh, that's not what it is. No, it really is. If you loved law, you wouldn't break it. You know, if you hate it, you're, gonna, yeah. you're not going to understand it or care, you know? So, so the question is, is there hate speech? No. Well, I'll say this. How can you determine what hate speech is? Because I disagree with you. Why is that hatred? Now, if I'm calling for violence to be ascended on you, okay. But that's not a hate crime. That's straight up like, that's, that's just... That's a call for violence. Yeah, it's a call for violence. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I, I, a guy could go to jail for premeditated murder, right? He was already doing the act. He's like already thought this through. He's planned mm-hmm. it out, right? So it's like, to call it a hate crime, I don't know. I would say more premeditated violence, more premeditated yeah. assault. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. But, <clears throat> dude, like, what, what, what bothers me about hate crimes in general or just the word hate, right? It, isn't it weird that this is just going to sound funny because, again, we're conservatives, but we're not really Republican. <laughs> but the liberals own the two words, love and hate. Hmm. They somehow have the monopoly on the word love. Huh. And on that's, hate. That's a good point. I right? hadn't thought about that, but so, they, they really do control the narrative on both of those. That's right. So what they say is hate is yeah. what is what they push, right? Yeah. But then love, 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 and love can love and this and that. But those same people are so confused on both terms. I'm just saying. Like they don't love you if you disagree with them yeah. at all, matter yeah. of fact, right? And then they say that you hate. Well, wait a minute. What if my truth or what if I'm telling you? Because I do believe what I believe is the truth. You may not agree with that, but I do know that, right? What if my truth could set you free? Isn't that love? Yeah. But they don't see it that way because you disagree. Like, I don't care if you disagree with me or not. Matter of fact, I don't care if you listen to this dumb podcast or not either. <laughs> I don't care. None of that bothers me, right? No. But what I do care about is <clears throat> the moral authority that you have. Where does it come from? Right? And then we'll go back into the free speech. That is my question. Where does your moral authority come from? That, that's the question. Yeah. I, and I think the decision has to be, is there a moral authority? Because if I if I tell you, you know, the 
the cliche term of truth is relative or, or morals are relative, culture is relative, well, then we can't tell each other whose is better or not. Right. Because there's no absolute, there's no standards. Right. Right? So in order for us to even have a moral authority, we both have to agree that there's a truth to be found. Right. And that we can't both have different truths that are true, you know? Um, and there's, That's good. there's a lot of people who are sitting in this boat of, you know, well, what you're saying is hateful, so you deserve to be shut down, who would also agree with the statement that truth is relative. Right. You're running into your own contradictions. You to- totally, there. <laughs> totally. But that, but that, that right there, like, see, the, the, one of the things, and I'm just going to speak plainly, one of the reasons, kind of one of the main reasons I believe that there is a God is because he's absolute, yeah. is because he's fixed. He doesn't change, right? Like, no person wants to live in a house without a foundation. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous, right? Storm comes, boom, there it goes. There's no, right? Yeah. You need a, a firm foundation. To, to, to have comfort, to have peace, right? That's why one of the main reasons I serve God, because he does not change. You know, I may not love all of his writings or his laws, but that doesn't matter. He never changes. And you know what's funny? Even if I don't, even if I don't love them all, I understand why they're written, mm-hmm. right? So it's not always nice to be nice. Or it's not always easy to be nice to people. Okay, let's just go with struggles. I struggle internally sometimes with anger, Right sometimes my first reaction to things is anger. And I'm, I'm very, bl- you're going to know this about us guys. Like I'm very open about yeah. who I am, things I struggle with, but things I've overcome and had victory and, and knowledge and things. And, and again, comment, comment below. We want to know what you guys want to hear, or like what you want us to talk yeah. about. But the things I struggle with, it's not always being, it's not always easy being nice to people. It's not always uh, easy being, you know, putting a smile on your face. Right when there's hell going on, a lot of people think you got it together because you're either in ministry or whatever, I, and it is quite the opposite. It is, that has nothing to do with it. It's just that I said yes to God and that I would I would follow you know His ways and I would do His ministry and what He's called me to do. And thank God we're doing that. Right, yeah. that's we're in it and, and pastoring and all that stuff is great. <clears throat> but I don't always think yes. You know what I mean? Like I get to die today. <laughs> it's you not mean always you jump like that. out of bed and yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Now, I get to that point every day where it's like, no, I'm dead to self. I'm alive to Christ because yeah. that's, that's love because he loved me and I want to love him back. I want that. I want more of that, right? Just because we have those thoughts doesn't mean we're th- that it's wrong or bad. We're just learning to die to ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point of this, right? So anyways, back to the point. The, the, the moral law, the moral convictions that God gives me, right? It causes me and it teaches me to love other people. Like, if I love my neighbor, I won't steal from him. Yeah. If I love my neighbor, I won't lie to him. If I love my neighbor, I will not commit adultery against him, his wife, or whatever, right? If I love my neighbor, I won't be covetous, covetous on his things. As a matter of fact, I'll praise what he has and thank God that he has it. Which, that's... Right? That's the test for a lot that of That is the test, right? If, if I love people, or if I love God, right, I'm going to honor my parents, and I'm going to hopefully highly esteem them. If I love God, right... I'm going to make sure I won't murder them. <laughs> and Jesus even said, if you hate someone in your heart, you commit murder, right? Yeah. All these things, like those are vent- ter- uh, 10 solid commandments, right? That get so, like, there's so much in them. Yeah. There's so much in them. It's kind of like looking outside, right? Like the grass is green, 
But when the sunlight hits it, not all of it is green. Some of it's darker green. Some of it has some orange in it. Some of it has some yellow, right? But the base of the color is green. It's the same thing with the commandments, right? When you open it up in, in the eyes of grace, there's so much to it. Like you start to get convicted about certain things and you're like, I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because I love God. I don't need to. And what I love about being a Christian is I don't have to sin. No. I don't have to walk in death. I can walk in life, right? So how does that translate to the First Amendment? Simply put, right? First off, the First Amendment guarantees the freedom of speech. But the first thing it guarantees is the right to practice my religion, right? A Congress shall make no law. We can stop there. Congress shall make no law. Where does laws in America made? Where are they made? Who makes the laws? Congress. Right. Not the president. <laughs> Article 1, Section not 1 of the Constitution. The Court, right. Not the judiciary. The, the Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution says that all legislative powers here and granted shall be vested in the Congress of the United States. All legislative authority, all legislative power, no, nothing for the president, nothing for the Supreme Court, right? So what it says is Congress shall make no law. I don't care what a president says about religion. I don't care what a Supreme Court says about religion and our practice thereof. The fact that a Supreme Court could say we need to take prayer out of schools because it violates the First Amendment is a contradiction of the First Amendment. And it's a contradiction mm. of Article 1, Section 1. Good point. <laughs> so this, that's how simple it is. But we twist it, right, to say, well, it's got to do this and this and this, right? So the Supreme Court gets involved and says we need to interpret it this way when, dude, for 200 years... We had Ten Commandments posted in schools, and we had prayer and all these things. Were the founders stupid? They didn't understand their own laws? What, you know? Well, let me ask you this. What laws establish that the Ten Commandments must be posted in schools? Say, say that again. What law established that the Ten Commandments must be posted in schools? No law. No law. So there was no law established that the Ten Commandments must be posted That's in right. schools. So it's... Therefore, First no law. Amendment. So there, there's no law that should determine bar, it. Yeah, to, to, to bar from it <laughs> yeah. because then you just created law to thin air. Amen. That's yeah. a great point, right? You know, and, and that's something I think people miss is uh, you look at the, the Ten Commandments in schools, you look at prayer in schools, there were never any laws determining that they had to do this. That's right. It was just a sentiment. Yep. It was a sentiment. It was, it was a local population determining this is what we want to do. They can't establish a law. That's right. You can't make a law out of thin air. You can't just yeah. create it. Matter of fact, again, let's go to Article 3, Section 2, the Supreme Court, right? That the, the Supreme Court can only weigh in on matters arising under the Constitution of these United States. Dude, where did they have the authority to rule against prayer? Where did they have the authority to rule against or rule about bathrooms or marriage? No. They don't have the authority to even touch that stuff. It's not in the Constitution, right? None of that stuff is. Now, you can slip, pick hairs and say, well, it's because we have this discrimination law that that's where it fits under. Well, okay, you pulled that one out of thin air, right? No, can't we just handle our own? What was it, 1782 or 1789? I think it was 82. The, the, the first book printed by Congress for public schools was a Bible. Are you telling me that we are more wise than they are? When they're the ones who drafted and, and ratified the Constitution, <laughs> these guys were the ones that wrote it? Don't you think that they would have said, wait a minute, why are we printing a Bible? We don't want religion in schools. First act of Congress was a three-hour prayer. Prayer service, <laughs> yes. When, it was actually when George Washington was an active president. He yep. took them down to a three-hour church service, came back, and then adjourned Congress, right? Like, So the First Amendment, it guarantees my right to practice my religion freely. That is a right from God, not a right from the government. 
So they have no business even interfering in anything to do with religion. Nothing. Or where we practice it. Well, yeah. the public school building is a public school. It's publicly funded. By me! <laughs> That's the... So... But it's my money, you know? My, my hometown. Uh, and I know we talked a little bit about this. The cross? My, the cross in my hometown. And somebody, Grand Haven, Michigan. Yeah. Somebody from out of town complained that the cross he was, was from on Hawaii. the hill. He was from Hawaii. He was living in a town like 15 minutes north of Grand Haven. He complained that the cross was up, and they ended up taking the cross down because they didn't want to fight the legal fight. Now, my argument was, but this is a local community who can determine how they want to use their funds. There was no law from Congress right. determining you <clears throat> must have a cross up on this hill. Therefore, government can't tell them they can't do it because That's right. it's a local population determining how they want to use their funds. They didn't go to the government for permission to build a cross. No. And the only thing that that's, because I, I looked into this whole thing, the only thing that that state constitution says is that state funds cannot be used to erect buildings of worship. That's it. That's it. That's it. This was a publicly funded <laughs> deal, wasn't it? It was yeah. like the, the people wanted the cross. The people wanted it, right. which, which that town is vastly Christian. So, yep. so let me flip it around just because I'm sure there's people who think this. Look at a place like Dearborn, which is right. heavy Muslim population. Right. Would you stand up for that local population if they wanted to put the, the Islamic crescent on a hill and the local population determined that's what they wanted to do with their public funds, would you stand up for it? I would have to. Exactly. I would have to. But here's the flip side, right? People, and then people would be like, see, he's going to try to insert Christianity and say Muslims <laughs> wrong. No, no. Here's what I'm going to say is that this is the problem, right, with not mobilizing as the church and not showing love. No. The fact that we're even debating this mess. <laughs> the fact that we're even having an open debate about should a Muslim have a crescent thingy or the church having crosses, like this should have never even been debated. The fact that we're, there's courts now saying we have to take down crosses from cemeteries because it offends people. That's the one that scares me, is now it's, it's all up for who's offended. Right. Now, where does law come from? God. Right. Do I erect anything that is contrary to God? No, right? But here's what happens in a Dearborn, Michigan. If you don't agree with it, move, move. or fight it, yeah. right? I don't care if they fight it, but fight it legally and fight it lawfully. Yeah. Fight it with, as, with Christian responsibility, yeah. right? But don't go in there and say, we need to make a law against this. No, 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 no. Why don't the community get together and say, look, we just don't believe in this. We just don't believe in it, right? And that's, that's happening with some communities and the the satanic church has hit on this idea this freedom idea and the argument that i put forward has been an argument that's been put forward in other local communities and so the satanic church has come across and said well we're going to put a statue to baphomet and you can't tell us we can't because it's public land and if other religions are allowed to so can we right you know but what does your religion promote but does that matter? It does. Here's the reason. Because I can practice my religion freely, right? Barring that it doesn't infringe on the rights of other people. Yeah. Does the Muslim religion promote murder? No. It doesn't? Well, 
It really depends who you talk to. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, Muslims themselves have arguments about that. Now, if there was a promotion of murder, you know, and you're getting into the weeds of terrorism and all of that, and what, what constitutes Islam? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a firm line on this and say, look, it's different from the biblical text to the Islamic text. Because the biblical text, the Old Testament was for a time and a place. They were for specific events. Mm. There were no general commands of wipe out all the other peoples. The Islamic texts have more general commands of, you know, if the Jew is hiding behind the rock or the tree, you know, that type of idea. So there really is a difference in that. Right. Let alone the fact <clears throat> that the Old Testament was meant for the Jews, the Israelites themselves. Right. We're Gentiles. <laughs> and that, that gets into a whole other thing. But um, the, I think it's very important what you bring up is this idea of it, does your religion infringe on other people's property like we were talking about before? You know, whether your body or your, your actual land, property, ownership, whatever. Um, does it infringe on this? Um, I think the the satanic church would argue that they are, you know, they, the mainline one argues that they, they don't really worship Satan. They worship the idea of rebellion against God, which we as Christians would say, well, that means you're rebelling against God's law. Therefore you're rebelling against law in general. Um, they argue that it's more of just a self first idea, you know, take care of self. You know, and, and I get that. Do do good to others, but you know, do good to yourself first, I think. You know. So so we go back to the Baphomet statue. I think it really does come down to the local population. You know. I really do. Now I'll support them so long as it's not a legal argument because there's no legal argument to support it. Yeah. Right? Now then I would say as a Christian, okay, dude, if you guys don't like this, right, and there's something that you see is clearly wrong with that religion or whatever, you know what I mean? Well, then it's time to get off your seats, you know, and really do something now. It's time for us to to step up and say something, you know, because if you don't, then who's going to do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and this is where I, I, I still kind of, I think a lot of people might think I'm wrong about this, and that's that's fine, you know, and, and, and I'll change my, you know, because this is strictly my opinion, right, on this. This isn't law. This isn't, like, absolute, but this is my opinion. Why is it that we need a government to do what God already told us to do? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, well, we, we should make sure that they can't build anything here because it's not you're Christian and they want to... Okay. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. <laughs> Love your neighbors yourself, right? Are we practicing that? When's the last time y'all like even tried to talk to like a Muslim or anything like that about Christ? You know what I mean? The Redeemer of mankind. They won't listen. Have you tried? Yeah. <laughs> That's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get into public schools? Look, they're not all letting us in. They're not exactly in, with an open door saying, come on in, right? Yeah. But the ones that do, do, right? And I've been in several of them. I try. My wife tried. Like, we try. We just call. And, you know, some of them are like, sure, you know, we'd love to have. It's a little controversial, but it's fine, you know, to, to come in and talk about this, right? Now, I would, I, I don't care. Like, people preach humanism all the time. A lot of humanists will go into a school and preach their message. Self-help, self-worth, self self-responsibility, self-self-self. That's humanism. 
right? Um, that in and of itself is trusting yourself. Look what that's gotten us. So my, 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 my default or my go-to is, why are you so afraid if your God is more powerful than that? See, at least I know with the Muslim God, it, it is, in, in essence, by force when you look at all the conquests and things yeah. like that. Yep. And, and their whole, it's by force. Christianity, it's done by the Spirit of God in love. If they can't see your good works and glorify your Father, your witness is bad. So if you have to force and scream and yell and do these things that merit nothing, there's no God there. There's no Christ. Now, you will be adamant sometimes about the message. You will, I, I like, have no problem protesting outside of a school board and all these things when I start hearing stories about girls going and getting abortions on school time and not telling their parents. Happened in Washington a couple times, Washington State. You know, those kind of things. I don't have a problem protesting those things, Yeah, right? Rightfully so. I do. I have the right to protest. I have yeah. the right to petition my government peaceably to assemble, right? Let's go back to this original point. So freedom of religion, right? We have the freedom to practice my religion. Now, our founders did believe in God because that's where they started from. It was the God of heaven because most of our state constitutions acknowledge Almighty God. Mm -hmm. Over 40, I think it's like 43 of them that literally state our rights come from God, right? Yeah. And again, a lot of our founders wrote about Jesus and all these other things. So it was the God of the Bible they were talking about, right? But the fact that you can't even acknowledge your own God and we say, well, we're being overrun by this and overrun by that. Well, it's because were you overrunning the streets with Jesus? Yeah. Light, darkness was, cannot inhabit light, <laughs> dude. We were Christians sat on their laurels for a long time. They got complacent. They, you know, they, didn't, they didn't look at it and say, we need to protect who we are and protect what we have. Um, instead, they decided that they needed to sit back, they needed to relax, they needed to have something that was already theirs, but didn't know how to continue to move forward. Um, and now we're really reaping the problems of it. And right. I, I think a big part of it is there just wasn't a flood of the Holy Spirit through all of it. I agree. Um, it, was, it, it, it had a lot of death and decay to it of just right. a lot traditionalism, of rigidity, rigidity yeah. legalism, which that dies out and it opens up for uh, sin, licentiousness, you know, really opens up for people to just rebel against it because the Holy Spirit is what attracts people. To exactly. It's, it's not the 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 laws you know now the laws attract a certain group of people but and that's not that's not what all the laws job yeah. is is to expose your sin before exactly. that's it it doesn't make you saved right it makes you see who you really are in the eyes of the lord yeah but then it shows you like how merciful he is to die for you still even while we were yet sinners the bible says christ died for us that's the beauty part of christianity man god loves me not to continue in the sin. That's where people get it wrong. So you, wait a minute, you can, could you, I've heard a lot of atheists use this. So that's how stupid Christianity is. You can murder someone and just ask for forgiveness. That's not how it works. See, God only works with a broken and a contrite heart. Mm -hmm. That's what David said. A broken and a contrite heart, you will not despise. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded, it says in James. I can't come to God outside of faith. And if I'm just going to him like my little magic machine, it just doesn't it's work. He will not, not answer the prayers. He won't okay. answer your prayers like that. He won't do that, right? People are like, well, you can't judge a man's heart. No, but I can judge the fruit. 
was he saved in the first place? Right? The fruit shows of who you're of, of who you're born of. Yeah. And right? the, Bi- the Bible warns of that. You know, yeah. Dogs that go back to their vomit. You know? it, dude, it's harsh. Yeah. Scripture is not like mamby-pamby stuff, man. I mean, seriously, dude, when it says that like straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads to life, you either be that find it, few. Doesn't say many. See, I mean, come in. I'm going to be, okay, let's just talk, right? We'll get back on the First Amendment thing in a minute, <laughs> right? But let's talk about this because this is good. I'm, we're on a, rub, ban, a bunny trail right now, right? A rabbit trail, whatever you call them. Holy Ghost trail. <laughs> <clears throat> to say we, we saw 200,000 souls saved or all these other things, it's like, cool. But do you really know that? And is it a lie to profess that if you don't know that just because they made a decision? No. Just because they said that they did it? Confession is believing. Believing is action. It's an action word. Thank you. Right? Just because you say you believe doesn't mean you believe. Your fruits will show that you believe. Your fruits, your repentance, your prayer life, everything about you, it changes. You may not change all at once, but there's things about you where people will go, dude, that dude, there's something different about that cat. He was doing this once and he doesn't touch that stuff no more. Why? What happened to him? I remember when I, and this isn't like a boast, when I first got saved, I, I told everybody about Jesus <laughs> to the point where I think I sent more people to hell than heaven because I was like mean about it. But dude, I was so on fire about it and still am on fire about it, which more tactful. But I can tell you many instances, a lot of my friends said to me, dude, people thought you went nuts. Like you went off the deep end. I, I could see that, right? Yeah. I, I was wrong in how I delivered the God. And if you were one of them and you're listening to this, I apologize. I shouldn't have said it that way. I shouldn't have been so mean about it. I just was so passionate about it. But there's no justification. I did it wrong. If you have Jesus, if you have the Spirit of God, if Christ be in you, the Bible says, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. That life leads you to do new things. Yeah. And a lot of times people think, oh, Romans 8. Well, I, I don't drink. I don't smoke anyways. But... People who are saved and have really walked a faith walk, I can ask this and the, they'll think about it and they'll understand. If you look back at, at your walk, whether it's five years, 10 years, whatever, right. 20 years, do you tell more lies today than you did when you first got saved? Do you uh, condemn people more quickly now than you did when you first got saved? You know, Do you uh, hate people more quickly than you mm. did when you first got saved. You know, a lot of times we think about the the big externals, like the the smoking, the drinking. Yeah, the I drugs. don't rape people. Yeah, I don't rape people. I murdered anybody. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but but thinking about lying, everybody lies at some point in their life, and a lot of people just don't have any qualms about lying. It's well, I protect my own, and I've I've had people in my life who I've tried to explain to them: Look, if you just start telling the truth your life will start to straighten out because right now your life's a mess because you tell all these lies to try and cover things up. It just makes it worse. When you get saved and you start following the Holy Spirit, you may tell a lie, but suddenly there's a conviction because you're like, ah, that's not right. And then you go back that's and rectify that situation. Exactly. You repent. and Exactly. So, so you start to lie less. You start to just be honest with people and upfront and truthful, right? That's growth. That's growth in the That's Holy it. Spirit. That's it. And a lot of times people don't think about that. So I want to throw that out there that, look, if you're, if you're in your faith walk, there are things to notice. You know, you think about what, 
what has God cleansed me of? That's exact. That's right. You know? and, that's right. That's good. And there are atheists and, and people against Christianity who say, oh, well, you know, you look at that person over there. Well, did you know them before they got saved? They could have been 10 times worse. This is just their journey and where they're at. It takes time. It takes time to, to cleanse it all out, to change it. You know, and, and there's people who talk about this idea of if God tried to do it all at once, it would kill you. It would, it would decimate you. So God works on certain things in certain stages to grow you and Agreed. to change you and open you up. Agreed. No, and that's good. I think, too, <clears throat> again, this is practicing religion, so we kind of went off on some tangents, but it's good. Do you practice your religion the way that Christ taught you how to practice it? Yeah. Sometimes I've had high school kids tell me, man, sometimes like other religions can practice, and I'm not going to name specifics, but some other religions pray seven times a day, so then they make a room for those type of people and, you know, some of them have to cleanse themselves so they make a room for those type of people. But it seems like for us, we don't be able to... It's because you're not quoting scripture. See, that's in their Koran or that's in their, you know, book or their holy text or whatever they call yeah. it or their text, right? But your Bible says to pray without ceasing. You don't have a timeline or a time yeah. limit or how many or what. Pray always. No. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Sing with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. That's... Those, that is a, those are commands from the Lord. Is there a timeline to love your neighbors yourself? Is <laughs> there like, you got to do that three times a day? There's no law against love. That's it, man. Your word says to pray. Your word says to preach. Your word says to fast. Your word says to deny yourself. Your word says to love your neighbor. Your word says to love your enemies. The beautiful thing about Christianity, you made me just think of this. The beautiful thing about Christianity is there's so little of it that other people can control. It's so you can't personal. control it. It's so personal because it's, it's much easier for me to control you being able to pray seven times a day, but I can't control you praying in your mind and your heart. I can't control you loving your neighbor. At least it would be extremely hard for me to do. I can't control you loving me. And to be honest with you, like yeah. this is going to sound weird. It's almost a curse to have a school tell you, okay, here's your little prayer room because now we've put you in a box. No. No. Yeah. How about we break out? Break out the way our founders did in 1774 when John Adams <clears throat> had written to his wife about the first Continental Congress or the first attempt at it, right? In 1774, he said, Reverend Jacob Duche walked in the room and he broke out in two and a, was a two and a half hour prayer service or something like that, two hours. He said he broke out an extempore prayer, which was like eloquent. He said it was so sublime. The language was so sublime with pace, with a pathos. It was like so beautiful what he prayed. We read Psalm 35. There was no box. He came in to pray about the delineations of what they were doing. And it was two and a half hours about God protecting the nation. And Lord, see us through this one. And God, he said, everybody was on their faces. He said, it was so beautiful. He said, the spirit of God enveloped every man in the room. When is the last time you walked into a room and that happened? <laughs> I mean, seriously, right? Yeah. When's the last time we've done that? That we honestly fasted and prayed that way. Again, practicing your religion freely. That doesn't infringe on people's rights. It sets them free. That doesn't infringe on it. It doesn't hurt anybody. You know what that does? It makes them believe in your God. That that's real. I may not believe it. That's real, bro. That dude walks in his walk. He yeah. talks it and he walks it. That's the huge thing. That is it. Then you're found blameless in your ministry. The Bible says make full proof of it. Let your walk be blameless. That, that, that is the whole point of practicing a religion freely. There was no 
box. Yeah. Just don't infringe on the rights of others. When it does that, it's no longer Christ. When you infringe on the rights of others, it's no longer Christ. You can't. It's not. Which that <laughs> we have to define rights very carefully. Because the word rights is getting taken way Sure. Out I guess of what I'm saying is the original no, rights, no, 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 the original no. yeah. bill of yeah. and I, I, life, I'm, liberty, property. I'm just throwing this out more to make a clarification for other people because that, that term gets thrown out. Well, I have a right to health care, and I have a right to education, and I have a right to a birthday cake. And, you know, we, we can't start defining rights that way because then you end up putting other people in a box very quickly. Well, then, then let's define it. What is a right, rights. right? It's something that you have inherently born of God with that is not forcing someone to give you something, basically. Yeah. You have it inherently given from God. Now you have the responsibility to make something out of it, right? So I have the right to life. Well, what am I going to do with my life? I'm not going to be a loaf. I got to go work, right? He told Adam that. Sweat of your brow, right? You go work. You produce, right? Then I have liberty, right? Why? Because I have the liberty to do what I want to do. I could go work in a field or I can go work in a computer office or whatever like that. I can be a pastor, I can be a car detailer, which is what I used to do. I could do anything I want. I have the liberty to do that. Again, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. No. Then I have property. I have the right to my property, man. That's why I work. I have the life to work, the freedom to work, to get my property. Leave me alone. It's my stuff. <laughs> right? Now, <clears throat> when you start defining, saying, but wait a minute, I have the right to health care. Let's just take, let's just go. So this yeah. is going to go into... Another aspect of the First Amendment, right? Doesn't the Bill of Rights say that I have a right to bear arms? Yeah. Listen, liberals and conservatives, right? But listen, liberals. What if I told the government to force you to give me tax money to buy my guns? I have the right to them, right? Don't I have the right to practice my religion freely? Yeah. What if I took your tax money to build my church? Isn't that wrong? Dude, that's wrong. I can't force you to build my church. That's not God. That is, that is stealing. Thou shalt not steal. See? But it doesn't cost you anything for me to have life. It doesn't cost you anything for me to have liberty, except, you know what? That you would just watch my back as I watch yours. That's all it costs you, right? Which fulfills love of a neighbor. That's right. It doesn't cost you anything for me to have property. It just costs me to maintain it. That's it. Right? Mm -hmm. But it costs me for you, for your services of healthcare, schooling, all this other stuff. That's not freedom, dude. That's bondage. I don't want to work for you. I want to work for my family. And you know what? I'm so benevolent. God's taught me to be benevolent. I know that was a harsh statement, but here's the flip side. God told me to give. He told me to bring my tithes and offerings to the storehouse. He told me to give to my fellow neighbor when they needed it. He said, if the poor ask you, give to them. If a man asks you for your coat, you walk with it. You know, you give him another one. You give him a cloak also. I already do that. You don't have to force me to do that. I'm totally willing to do it. Well, why don't you do it more? Because I don't have the money to do it. 40% <laughs> of my money goes to a government that does it. Yeah. I don't need them to do that for me. I can do it just fine on my own. My state government can take care of my roads. Just fine. Just fine. They can take care of a lot of things happening in the state. Why? Because they're the legislators of the state. Yeah. Isn't that nice? And... If they're not doing it the way you want them to, you have the freedom to move. To, to move or remove them. Which is happening right now, California to Texas. Yep, or Colorado. Some or, people are leaving Colorado because yeah. it's the weed state, right? Yep. Or, or Dearborn. How many people actually live there really anymore, right? Well, yeah, the Detroit area has been losing people year over year. Right, because it's not being run the way people want it to be run. So they're leaving, right? 
taxes are probably pretty high. Anyways, why don't we move on to the second part of the First Amendment? No. Are you cool with that? Yeah, absolutely. Or abridging the freedom of speech. We just talked about this earlier today, so we can kind of meld this together. But we just talked about this. Or abridging the freedom of speech. What is freedom of speech? What does that mean? Free speech. Free speech. So we started talking about the First Amendment. It kind of went into this whole thing. Let's talk about free speech. What is that? What is free speech? What does it mean? Free speech. It's the right to talk. The right to talk. The right to speak. (laughs) Right? Without fear of a punishment. Yeah. Right? Unless... It infringes on the right of another. In other words, if it incites physical pain against them, right? Just because you hurt your feelings, that is not of, that is not offend that is not rights. Your feelings aren't rights. Your life is right. Whatever your feelings are, dude. Because we we're so finicky. You're finicky. I mean, yeah. People change their feelings literally by the by the minute, right? That's. Uh- it, Matter of fact, drink coffee. It's yeah, you, you, your emotions will change yeah, all the time. It's, you know? it's scary how often our emotions change. That's right. And this, you could be in the exact same situation. Five minutes later, your emotion has changed about mm-hmm. it. You could be mad about your situation and what you're going through, and then five minutes later, you're like, you know what? This is good. This is good for me. That's this right. Is a good lesson. So we cannot allow emotions to dictate things. That's right. So. Another one of one of the examples I use a lot, and, and I'm paraphrasing a lot of this, but it's it's the point. John Adams, he's probably my favorite founder. Again, I've said this before, he's one of the most unsung heroes in history, but he even got it wrong. When he was president, he enacted something called the Sedition Act, where people were speaking against the federal government, they were speaking against yeah. certain things, and he was like, No, we can't have that. No, we're gonna silence those voices because it may do something in the future. Sound familiar? Happens a lot. If we don't bail out the blah, 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 oh my gosh, chaos, terror, ah, we're going to get overrun by the Martians. You know, everything's going to happen. And if we don't do this, man, this will happen. And so we start passing these stimulus bills and all these other spending bills and all that other stuff. Well, he passed this Sedition Act, and it was Jefferson who I straight up agree. I'm more Jeffersonian in thought, I think, yeah. more liberal in that, the classical liberal uh, in, in that sense. Jefferson was like, dude. You're violating the First Amendment, bro. Like, no. well, they don't—they don't agree with us. That's their prerogative, not yours. You can't force them to think the way you want them to think. They had a big argument. Big about argument that. about it, absolutely. You know, and it's like, you can't do that. You can't just tell people to stop thinking something, right? Yep. Their minds have to be changed in order to think something different. Which goes back to what we were talking about last week in the idea of persuasion over force. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Now, here's where the gospel comes in: freedom of speech. Why is it important to have morality? Why did John Adams say that our constitution was made only for a moral and a religious people? Here's the reason. Because of freedom of speech, I don't have, in Christ, I don't, I don't want to slander you. I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to demean you. Perfect love casts out fear. I want to speak encouragement to you. I want to give you truth when you need it, if you allow me to. No. Because that's a, that's a true dialect, right? A true dialogue, I should say. But also this, my tongue breaks more bones and it has no bones in it. It could break the most bones. It could destroy somebody with no bones. It's the strongest muscle, theoretically, emotionally and impactfully and psychologically. Your tongue will destroy somebody. Look at the Me Too movement. Um, Born out of a good idea, but like many good ideas, has become destructive. Uh, you look at an idea where somebody 
can make an accusation against somebody else and you've destroyed somebody's life. That's right. You've destroyed everything about them. Whether or not there's any evidence or whether or not there's any judgment made, because now we have all of these mob mentality ideas that just move on somebody as soon as something's said. Oh, we need to destroy this person's That's life right. because somebody said this about That's them. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I think, too, let's go back to the tongue for a minute. Isn't it the gospel? It was Ephesians. Ephesians 4, it says, I will let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth except that which is good to the use of edifying. I will not use my tongue to slander my neighbor. That's free speech. Yeah. If I can speak freely, though I dissent or not, right, as long as I'm not slamming my neighbor, I'm being a Christian. That's why it's important to be a Christian. That's why it's important to have religion when we're talking about these things like government, right? Because it doesn't, <clears throat> speech, like you can lie, right? Except when you're under oath. Why? No. Why is it good under oath in front of man? But as soon as we're out of under man, we can go lie all that we want. If we were under God, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't want to do that. We wouldn't have to swear an oath saying we're telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth because our conscience would so kill us. No, I'm not. Even if I'm wrong, I did it wrong. I have to own up to the penalty. Free speech. Free speech, right? <laughs> we kind of talked about that. Or the press. I like this one. You know, people are like, like even the, I agree. It's fake, fake news. I agree. There's, yeah. I don't like the hashtag. I don't like any of the, the noise about it. <laughs> but it's true. A lot of news is one-sided, dude. If you think Fox News isn't one-sided, you're wrong. If you think CNN isn't one-sided, you're wrong, okay? News is biased by its very nature. I'm biased. Shoot, I love conservative values, but I'm not going to shut out the liberal voice. They have a voice. I want to listen to that. I don't agree with them, but I want them to know that at least I'm listening to them, right? When you listen to them, you'll build a good dialogue. Let's go back to the press. The press in and of itself is a great thing to use. It's a great thing to have. Right, because it was supposed to establish truth. Right, the whole point of the press was so that we we don't have to like keep going to our neighbor. We could print it in the papers and we can go publish it in the streets. Right, that's the point of the press. Yeah. Right, here's the issue: when the press becomes tyrannical against its own people, that's where the press starts to go wrong. Well, we have the freedom to do what we want. You don't have the freedom to lie. You don't have the freedom to twist words and slander. So now what they do is look what he said. Well, was that his motive? Was that what he was trying to say? Yeah. Or are you just printing it just to make headlines? What is that line that people always use in, in the media? If it bleeds, it leads? Yeah. Isn't that sad? Which is, goes back to the self-control of a society that respects God's law. Right. A society that doesn't respect God's law doesn't care. They care only about something like that oh well we don't like this person so we're going after them you know and we've we've watched this stuff get worse and worse and worse exactly exactly we're we're really reaping the consequences of a society that doesn't respect god exactly now the bible even talks about publishing in the streets and go and publish the, the words of the lord in the streets and the press is good when it's used right yeah. You know, when it's good to uplift people, I mean, when's the last, and, they, and there's a lot of cool, like, thank God for like internet in this sense, that there's a lot of channels that like do things that uplift and they pull out good things and, and, and all they want to do is encourage people. And that's good stuff, man. Yeah. We need more of that. Right. But then we need news sources that tell the truth and like, Hey, this is, there's, there's a great issue. Like, I just want a news source to just be constitutional. 
That's all I want him to be, you know, not yeah. opinionated, constitutional. Like, is it right for the president to do this? Not just Trump, President Obama, President Bush, other Bush, Clinton, right? Kennedy. Just is it constitutional or not? Is it within his legal bounds to do that or not? Why isn't Congress stepped into the pl- to, stepping up to the plate on this? Why is he even talking about that? That's not his issue to pass. It's the Congress. No. That's the will of the people. Why is the Supreme Court doing that? When we're talking about nominations, and, and I know you don't want to talk about this. Not, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> no, the recent fine. one. I'm not going to talk about the recent one. But what I'm saying is, wouldn't it be cool to just have the news source just present the facts? Yeah. Not allegedly's. Just the facts. Or anonymous source. Anonymous source yeah. said this, or several multiple sources say. Or the worst thing is... Allegedly. Yeah. You can never get rid of that in front of your name ever once it's said in the public. No. It's always with you. You could be not convicted of a thing and everybody will remember, wait, weren't you that guy that did blah, 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 blah? That's wrong. You just slandered character. Nobody's held responsible for that. You, you know, the kind of playing off the Me Too movement, you know, the lacrosse team, the what was it, North Carolina lacrosse team? Uh, rape fiasco. Yes. This girl accused the team and it ended up not being true and all that. I was listening to an interview with one of the players that was part of that team. The guy still has trouble getting jobs. Unbelievable. Because people people only heard about what was in the news. They only associated it. Yeah. yeah, And they never heard about the, the clearing of their names. They never heard about, you know, this was a complete hoax. All they hear is, oh, this person was a part of that. Yeah. Well, I don't want to put up with any baggage that right. might bring. Right. Lives destroyed because of allegedly. Right. right. I, matter of fact, I'll go with me personally. I won't even point anybody out. Just me personally. I remember I was in Minnesota once, and a guy came up to my table, and he said, are you Christian? I said, yeah. He goes, are you conservative? I said, absolutely. He goes, you must be a racist. You're a racist. He started screaming it in front of the table I was at, inside of the store. He was like, this guy's a racist. And I'm like, I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm not saying Mexicans can't be racist or blacks yeah. can't be racist or anything like that. Right? People don't care. At right? That point. But it's like you didn't even ask me what my belief system is. If I listen to liberals, if I even got black friends, none of that stuff. You just started calling me a racist. Now, people walking by, very rarely will they say, "Wait a minute, why is he a racist?" They're gonna be like, oh, "He's a racist." Dang. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they trust they, they, the they loud. Just, yeah, voice. they just trust. That's exact. That's it. We listen to the squeaky wheel more than the actual yeah. production, right? So we trust the loud voice. Now I remember I was like, bro, like, why are you even saying I'm racist? You don't even know me, bro. One of my, like, I, I think I had a cousin at that time. I think, I don't know if they got divorced or not. He's black, right? Yeah. I love him. They call him, his name is Tony, you know? Like, a lot of my friends are black. A lot of my friends are Hispanic. A lot of my friends are white. A lot of my, I, I have a couple of, ch- my best friend from high school, dude's Korean. <laughs> my best friend from high school is Korean. No. He's my boy. He's on my board, right? I don't see how I'm racist. I don't understand where that comes in. But the fact that he was screaming that, people heard it and believed it. I promise you they believed it because it was allegedly. And the the last thing, if they ever remembered my face, well, they will remember that I was a racist. Yeah. Right? Or You have no fact of that, but... If if he had known your name or if you had been public at all... Or oh, if dude! If you had been white, <laughs> sorry to say, but if, right, if right. you had been white and he had said, this guy's a racist... We've been done. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't like the, the press for that reason. I don't like that they could just do those things and just write these things without any merit. They just do it. Like, you know, I, whatever you believe about the Russian hoax or the Russian yeah. coercion and you know, stuff like that, it was just they kept pushing it. And then the right kept saying they got nothing. The left says, yes, we do. Here's another smoking gun, right? But what's really happened out of it? Yeah. Who's been tried and convicted? Who's, right? 
And don't say Manafort because Manafort, he was tried and convicted on stuff that was completely unrelated. Cool. Not even, <laughs> all right, not even the point of why I brought that up. Yeah, but the I'm, fact I'm just is, saying that that's, you're right in saying that like nothing has come of it. Right. It was constant theory. Yeah. Well, so-and-so said this now. This allegedly happened now. This allegedly, and it was all the smoke and mirror stuff, right? When the Democrats have done it too, and the conservatives have done it too, and they've all made business deals with Russia, and they were all involved. I mean, Clinton did it. Trump did it. They all did it, right? It's like, don't you see that the very thing you're angry at is government yeah. in general <laughs> as a whole, that they're that powerful that you have to care yeah. that much, that they should be not as powerful, that you should be more powerful than they are? Wouldn't it? What would life be like if our news cycles were not completely overwhelmed? By politics. Dude. Government. That's part of the reason, you know, Massey and I have a lot of talks about we don't want to talk about Trump. We don't want to talk about no. Supreme Court. Because it doesn't we, matter. It, he, he's it, just a man. Yeah, it's and it's all soap opera. Like <laughs> politics is just soap opera. You know what you point. know what I will talk about is character. Yeah. I'll talk about that. I believe this president needs to be quiet. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I don't think you should be tweeting. I don't think that's becoming of a Christian. I don't care what you tell me. When people say, well, yeah, he's rough around the edges, but if you have to demean your standard to have a leader, if you have to demean your standard to make that leader the leader, is he really a leader and are you really having a standard? No. No. Sorry. I, I just disagree with that. I'm not saying everything he does is wrong, but I'm saying I can look at character and go, this is wrong. I don't care. If, look. I don't care if you agree with me or not. Show me scripture where I'm wrong. Show me scripture. Yeah. My, my conversation is that becometh of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you profess Christianity, you talk like that. You talk it, you walk it. You don't slam people. You don't do that stuff, okay? But you can't justify it, dude. Yeah. People are like, he's the president. He's not a preacher. He's a Christian, he says. I don't care what and he is. He's a Christian first. There's a lot of people saying and standing up for him and saying he's a Christian. Yeah. So show us the fruit. Hey, dude, his counsel's good. Okay, I'm not denying that. I'm not saying he doesn't have pastors behind him. I'm not saying that. Then his conversation needs to change. It needs to be more unified. He needs to learn how to pull the left and the right together and say, this has nothing to do with two, the, the two of you. Yeah. This has to do with we the people. Your, your views of the Constitution have nothing to do with the Constitution itself. Nothing. You can't interpret it the way you want to, and you can't interpret it the way you want to. What does it say? And what did the founders say exactly. about it? Exactly. Exactly. So let's move on. And if, again, if you don't agree with that, turn it off. I mean, <laughs> I mean serious. I, I, <clears throat> we need to be Christians I, now. Yeah. We need to call it out for, and call it out to call it out. And we have to. We don't have a choice. It's time to stand up again. Absolutely. The, the slipping standards, because that's what's gotten us Bingo. in trouble Bingo. already. No, he's done some good things. Yeah, and right? we'll, we'll defend those things that we think And I done. have defended them. That's yeah. not the issue, but I will not defend an immoral character. Yeah. I, I will not sacrifice an immoral character or moral character on, 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 on one or two issues. Political wins. No way. No way. No way. I, I can't. I would not be a Christian. I would not be a Christian, you know, and the right to peaceably assemble. 
To peaceably assemble. Again, the right Wait, to peaceably... What, what was that word? The, Say to it again. To peaceably assemble. Say it one more time. Right, the, right to peaceably assemble. Peaceably. 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 So peaceably. Does we should that do that. Mean, <laughs> does that mean not destroying Starbucks windows and throwing trash cans into streets and setting cars on fire? No, because they're liberal. They can do what they want. Oh. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> that was a slam. Not a good slam. Shouldn't have done that. Um, no. It doesn't mean that. What it means is peaceably. Peaceably. Peace. We should have peace. My dissent, my dissent should not violate your rights. My dissent should be peaceful. The protests that Martin Luther King called for. He and called for violent or peaceful? What do you call them? Nonviolent protesting. Huh. That sounds peaceful. Nonviolent. Nonviolent, right? And so it changed the world. Yeah, they, and we said that the other week. Dude, right here. I, I wish you could see it. I have a picture right here of Martin Luther King. Looted nothing, stole nothing, took nothing, changed the world. <laughs> you know, was he a flawed human? I'm sure he was. Do I know all his flaws? Nope, but I'm sure they were there. I'm sure he probably said some things he regretted. I'm sure he probably did some things behind closed doors. Yeah, it happened. I'm not defending that. I'm sure he had that. The bottom line is, though, the fruit shows. The fruit shows, man. His ministry is like amazing. He was a Baptist minister. Look, dude, <clears throat> you throwing tantrums makes you look like a kid. And then you're like, why don't people listen to us? Because they don't want to listen to you. You look like a little child. You know what I mean? Like when my kid starts throwing a temper tantrum, I don't want to listen to that. No. You're not, you're not going to convince me either way to get your way. Stand up, be quiet, wipe the tears from your eyes and tell me what you need. And I'm totally willing to listen. All, if all you're doing is throwing tantrums, it's emotions. Nobody really cares. Just because you yell loudly does not give it the appearance that it's more important. It actually makes your issue worse. It makes me not want to listen to your issue. You know what does? Smarts. A, a complete rollout of what you believe. A thought process. A thesis. A well-thought-out thesis of why you believe what you believe. There's a lot of things I believe I've never really studied out, but I just believe them, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of things I've studied out and I have a thesis for. Peaceably assemble, right? You destroying property, that is wrong. They should have been tried for that. And I hope they were. I don't know all cases, yeah. right? But people are like, well, that's their right to protest. No, peaceably assemble. Yeah. It doesn't even say peacefully protest. It says peaceably to assemble. assemble. That's a good point. Good point. Where in there does it say the right of the people to peaceably assemble? What's the next line? And to petition the government. Petition. Yeah. Doesn't say that you can protest. It says to peacefully and to petition your government for redress of grievances. No, no, we're not saying you can't protest. No, we're, <laughs> let me go back. <laughs> Protesting's good, right? But if we were Christian and we were protesting, we would do it out of love. Hey, this is immoral. This is wicked, and this is wrong. Hey, I'm going to be honest. Once me and my friends, we 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 protested a strip club once. We didn't want it in the community. We were out there, cold nights, <laughs> all that stuff. It was like we thought it was bad for the community. But I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack for that. You know, they're like, why would you go there in the first place? You know, if you, you believe in freedom, you should leave it alone. I do believe in freedom, right? But I believe it's morally wrong. That's where I started to exercise my right. Yeah. It doesn't right? mean you can't say, hey, I don't think this is good for us. Yeah, and, and I remember we did it. I can't remember for how long. And I'm not saying it was because of us. It did eventually shut down. Okay. There was not business for it, right? I'm not saying it was us. I believe God answered our prayers, but I'm not saying it was from us. But I believe in that. I believe strip clubs 
are detrimental to society. I, I just believe that, right? So do they have the freedom to do it? Yeah. But again, my gospel tells me to go love them and tell them the truth about Jesus Christ to transform them, right? To be men, right? So, and to defend women and not to treat women as such. We've yeah. objectified women so much that that's what we've allowed to happen. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't know, I don't know who would like that, right? You want to talk about the objectif- objectification of women? Why don't we shut down strip clubs? Liberals. Object- objectification of women? I, you know what? We, uh, separate topic. <laughs> Cut this out. Brittany, did you see her post? No. About the, she was in uh, uh, Tijuana Flats. <clears throat> and it had a, a campaign for breast cancer, and it said, treasure the chest and save the boobies, or something like that. Yeah. She went off on, you want to talk about objectification of women? We're allowing this to happen. My mother died of breast cancer. I mean, she went on this whole thing. And she's like, the liberals do it. They objectify. They wear pussy hats on. You know, like, yeah. she goes, they're doing it to themselves, right? I wanted to put, I was going to say yeah, it, but I didn't. Because yeah. I think that's a good talk. I want to interview her for that. I want to hear what she has to say. Because I think it's good. Because then she, she can speak to the liberal side of things. Yeah. Amen? Cool. So, anyways. So, to peaceably assemble. Just to end it? No. It's good to protest. It's good to make your voice heard. But when it starts again to violate others' rights. The whole point of the Bill of Rights is so that you don't violate other people's rights. Is what you're doing violating someone else's rights? That's the point, right? Last point. And to petition the government for redress of grievances. We should be petitioning the government for redress of grievances. We don't enough. I don't think we do. You know, Sue Trombino, she's from uh, Women Impacting the Nation. We'll have her on the show. She's one of four women, including my wife, that I will drop everything for to, to help her with. I'll help her do anything she needs, man. You know? And uh, it, <laughs> I mean that, Sue. Uh, she <clears throat> talks about that. I think she makes, I think she spends like, like two to three hours almost a day, I think, making phone calls to their local governments. Wow. Good for her. She makes it happen, man. She's always, she made 18,000 phone calls about an issue herself or something. I can't remember what it was. It was like crazy. But she petitions, man. She goes out and does it because she has grievances. Yeah. The Constitution is not being upheld, man. Our government. Again, all of this is to say this. We're petitioning a government for redress of grievances. Grievances about what? About what? A violation of my rights. No. <laughs> That's what the grievance... Not because you have a hangnail. Not because someone hurt your feelings. Not because <laughs> you think you're a girl if you're a guy. Not because you want to use your own bathroom. Not because you feel like you should be married to another person. A legit grievance. Hey, man, you're taking my property. I got an issue with that. Hey, Government, you're too big. You're taking too much money and wasting it. I got a problem with that. Government, our schools are being run by secularists and liberals. Not, not a fan of it. I have a problem with that. I have an issue with that. <clears throat> Congressmen, women, are you really doing the people's work? I got a problem with that. Right? Those issues I have. President, please get off your Twitter account. <laughs> Go into prayer. Spend as much time in prayer as you do on your Twitter account you imagine right not being mean to him i'd love to meet the guy someday yeah i'd love to have dinner with him i'd love to sit down and pick his brain because dude i'm not afraid of an exchange of my ideas and he'll probably call me a pinhead i don't know he might disagree with me that's cool <laughs> what i'm saying is we have a government that's run amok it's not according to the way it used to be people say things uh, things change th- times change Nah, not really no. it's the same sins we're, we're same iniquities, just following the same path. Same same patterns. Plenty of other right. civilizations have followed. 
Well, this is good because I think that this was a good thing for us to talk about the First Amendment. I kind of yeah. like this topic. Anyways, and, and it was good for us to, to really hash out the ideas. So guys, again, um, we're about to wrap up here. I'm going to redo that, what I just said. It's about an hour eight, but... That's good enough. <clears throat> guys, I... Guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, I want you guys to know that this being the third podcast has been a joy for us. Uh, the last two have done really well. This one I hope does too. I, I really want you guys to, to like and share and comment on it. Give us your ideas and feedback of what you guys want to hear. I don't care what the topic is. We'll probably talk about it. Um, again, we're not a fan of current events, but we, we will do it uh, if that's what you guys want. Also, again, visit the Patreon page. The Patreon is a, it's a www.patreon.com slash self-evident ministry. Support us. Uh, help us keep this thing on the on uh, you know afloat. We need to pay some bills yeah. here, right, to do this kind of stuff. Also, um, if you go on the website, theselfevidenttruth.com, theselfevidenttruth.com. You can uh, find out more information about what we do, why self-evidence traveling. Guys, I'm going to Ohio this weekend. Um, I'll be speaking at several different places. Uh, and also, I'll be at a college on Monday. Uh, exciting. I'll be at another school on Monday as well, I believe, at a, at, in, in the morning, uh, which is really, really cool. Also, um, just lost it. If you guys just want to support us, also, if you guys just want to support us, you guys can, again, go online, theselfevidenttruth.com. There's a donate button at the top right of the page. Please support the ministry. You guys are so awesome to, to already do that. All of our supporters that already do support us, we love you. We pray for you. We thank you. We honor you. Mike, it was great. Anything? Was any closing great, thoughts, bro? No. This was good. <laughs> God bless you guys.